To the beautiful butterflies, full leg lounge. I, of course, I am your host, Bianca Fly. I want to thank you guys for joining us this evening. I don't know where you guys are, but it's raining, storming, all that good stuff here in North Carolina. But nevertheless, the day has been a great day uh, for you guys uh, who are just tuning in. You're going to be in store for a treat tonight. We got a new guest over here on the Poetic Lounge. We have Tiffany Upchurch. Uh, Rivera, a.k.a. B. Renee. Uh, she is a poet. She's coming on here. She's going to be sharing with us tonight. And we're going to be talking about uh, numerous things tonight um, as well, um, as I mentioned earlier in the week, when it comes to things that we are dealing with, what our emotions, our feelings, things that are taking place in this world right now. Um, a lot of times people seek poetry, this spoken word, uh, to soothe them and to express themselves and what they're going through and how they of that nature. So uh, we are w- thankful that she's going to be joining us this evening. If you're out there, if you've got a question or a comment for her, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139. All you have to do is press the number one, and we will be happy to hear from you. So I'm not going to delay any longer. I'm going to bring Tiffany up on here so you guys can get to know her even better. Tiffany, you there? Yes. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I am blessed. I am awesome. I am so excited. I'm honored and I'm humbled. I'm just so glad to be on your show tonight. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. My pleasure, my pleasure. Um, I had a, a good, good, good friend of mine, um, Alexis Michelle, uh, had great things to say about you. And so when uh, she gets behind someone, I know they're definitely out here and they are doing what they need to do. So I'm definitely excited about having you on the show tonight um, and, and to be able to share uh, with us and the listeners tonight as well. And so let's jump right into it. Tell us um, a little bit about yourself. Who is B. Renee? Okay, okay, awesome. Well, before I go into who I am, I just wanted to give Alexis Michelle a shout-out, a special shout-out, because I met her at the Women's Empowerment Event in Atlanta, Georgia. And, um, you know, when I met her, she was so loving, she was so kind, and um, I'm just so appreciative of her linking me up with you. So I just wanted to say that before I go any further. So thank you again, Alexis Michelle, if you're listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So who am I, okay? <laughs> well, well, just like you mentioned, my government name 
It's Tiffany <laughs> Upchurch Rivera, but but my poetic name is B. Renee, and B. Renee basically means to be reborn, to be rebirthed into the person you were meant to be, want to be, and strive to be, and can be, to be aware of your purpose that has uniquely shaped you, to be original, inspiring, fearless, unashamed, transparent, and to be a voice, and to ultimately be yourself. So I am B. Renee. And it's so nice to meet you guys. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, let's talk about this because, uh, of course, I, I did read in your bio uh, that you actually um, began writing um, at a very early age. Um, let's talk about how did that begin. How did you begin in getting into that mode of, of writing and expressing yourself uh, through writing at such an early age? Yes, definitely. Um, I was born in Germany, you know, being a military brat. My mother, she's retired military, and so is my father. He's retired military as well. So okay. just growing up, just growing up, you know, we always traveling. And then um, also growing up as the youngest of three, you know, I have an older brother and an older sister. You know, I grew up by myself, so I had nobody to talk to. I had nobody really that I could relate to. Things right. like that. So writing for me was a way to vent. Writing for me was a way for me to encourage myself. Writing for me mm-hmm. was a way for me to feel like I was still important, even though I didn't have somebody to talk to all the time. So, right. and that's where it began, you know, just writing, just, um, you know, just just me writing to God and just asking him to encourage me and be with me and walk with me and stuff so I won't feel alone. You know, so that's where it started. And so it started from there, and now I'm, I'm just taking it and I'm running with it. As as God gives me what to say, I, I write it and I run with it. So, Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, uh, which I assume like during that time, as you mentioned, um, having that outlet uh, to be able to write um, can be very therapeutic, you know, because oftentimes, uh, growing up, you know, we're, we're experiencing different things. We're going through different emotions um, mentally and physically-wise, and so sometimes it's not always easy, you know, to have those conversations with mom or dad um, or, as you mentioned, you know, your siblings when they are a lot older than you. So to be able to write it out and express yourself uh, can come become a, you know, kind of a way to develop a, a good coping um, mechanism for you. Yes, definitely. And I... um. And it's so it's so special that I do have a piece related to my sister. Like, I actually wrote this piece to my older sister. Um, I wrote it to her. I shared it with her, and she loved it. Um, my my older sister, she stays in Jamaica, Queens, New York. So shout-out to okay. New York. Shout-out to New Jersey. <laughs> shout-out to Pennsylvania. I have people that I shared my poetry with out there, so they know me out there, so... Shout out awesome. to you guys. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. I mean, well, we would love to hear uh, the piece uh, that you wrote your sister, if you care to share that with us this evening. Yes, <laughs> yes I would definitely share that. Okay. Okay, okay so this awesome. first piece is called Big Sis. Well, I'm sorry. It's called Big Little Sis, okay? Okay. And it's basically me, it's basically her talking to me and me talking to her. Okay. Okay, so she starts first. I had no choice. I had to leave. Abandoned by she at an early age, I was raised by he. 
and he's all I knew. Shaped in color in his famous features, I was his twin, dark like him, round nose, wide with a big bright smile. I was his princess, and he, he was my daddy. The only guy who stole my heart in the beginning and had my heart in the end. I was loyal. I was loyal to him and his actions, even when he was wrong. He had me turning my head despite his numerous flaws. His love for me never failed and never will. She, though, she forced me to leave after a while, so I had to, and not because of you. Still to this day, I have no apologies as to why she neglected me and left him to raise me. You see, she's the one that caused this pain, not him or you. But still, I'm good with no traces of her ever raising me. I don't even remember her even giving me life. As I said, she was the egg donor, but he birthed me. My dear sis, we are so different, yet undeniably the same. Two souls created from the same sculpture, slowly shaping our famous frames from the moments of their intimacy, we were uniquely made. From youth to adulthood, we grew up differently. He may have raised you, but she, she raised me. In two separate households, we had one blood running through our veins, connecting us to the community of family time of prayer. I prayed for you endlessly. I prayed for you to change your hard heart of forgiveness and regret. But regret keep, but, but the regret kept tuning me out. And all you hear was our painful history. Focus your ears on our love instead. Know that I need you as my older sister and not as the older victim of neglecting your siblings. You constantly say how she forced you to leave where your feet were ready to go away before I met you. But I will still always love you. Little big sis. Thank you. Amazing, 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 amazing. And so for you, um, how did you go about creating that piece? What was the, the motivation behind um, writing that dialogue, you know, from, from you and your sister and vice versa? Man, it was very emotional in years, years of just how was I supposed to feel and then actually trying to understand how she felt, trying to understand how my mother felt, trying to understand how her father felt, you know, just trying to get that understanding. And that was hard, especially, you know, when you have two people that love each other, but yet it's like you you didn't grow up together, so you have two different views, you know. So it's really hard to, uh, you know, to try to connect. But, you know, I will always love my sister. She will always love me. And I'm just so glad I got it out. Yeah, yeah. I got it out, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Because the thing about it is that, you know, when we um, how we're feeling about various things, they have a tendency to, you know, eat us. You know, eat at us, and and it becomes kind of you know physically and emotionally draining uh, when we don't allow ourselves to express, you know, how we really really feel or, um, you know, how we see things that are taking place right before us. Yes, definitely. I agree. Absolutely. And so for you, with your writing, uh, being out here, and I saw uh, recently uh, that you were actually, um, you did a collabo video 
Um, yes. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about that. I'm going to have to share the video so people can <laughs> see what we're talking about. Uh, but tell the folks out there a little bit about the video that you were a part of recently. Yes, definitely. And I know that my I Am So Music Group fam is listening. <laughs> So shout out to you guys because if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have never done the music video. So um so yeah, that's basically what it is. I'm a part of a music group called I Am So Music Group. And it was created by Lamont Starr. Actually I know him since high school. So and he's been singing okay. ever since I've known him. So it it was created from him and also his uh his friend David, which we call Dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, you know, it was created from those two, you know, and they're they're the rappers of the group. And then it's me, I'm the poet, and then it's also a singer, and her name is Jessica Pretty. So, you know, including all four of us, we make up the I Am So group. So definitely, you guys, um, you know, you can find a way to share that with people. I want them to... Here's a music video because it's called What a Shame. And it just talks right. about it just talks about the things in the world. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. you have you have you have um you know, you have fatherless kids, you have violence, you have police brutality, right. you have um right. hunger, you have violence, you know, a no, a number of things. So and we, we just tap into each one of those categories and we just basically talk about you know, things that are are ashamed, but we also give hope towards the end of that right. video, which is my Absolutely. poetry. So, and, yeah. And, so. and for me, um, looking at the video, um, it's, you know, uh, you know, I don't think some things happen by coincidence, but I think uh, sometimes mm-hmm. things are put out there in the atmosphere to catch our attention even before they happen, you know. And so exactly. it's kind of ironic that the video that you guys have created um, deals with a lot that has happened in the past two weeks, um, you yes, know. Um, yes. It, it deals with a lot that we have seen take place, some of us in our own communities, our own front doors, and what we've seen as far as the news and, and media. Um, and it touches on a lot of topics. And, and the thing about it is, um, you know, that that's a great thing about poets and, and music artists is that it's able to, um, and I've had several poets, you know, come on here and talk about um, a lot of times, you know, have been told that, you know, poets are the voice for the voiceless, yes. you know, people who feel like that they have no voice and feel like they aren't being heard um, about the way that they feel about things that are going on, whether it's in their life personally um, or in their communities. Um, so to be able to yes. have poets talk about things that are going on, you know, day to day, really re- I believe it resonates even more with people when you're able to hear the words, you know, words are powerful. Um, you know, um, and so when people speak those words, you're able to hear the passion um, and the motivation um, behind that. So I'm going to share, I'm actually going to share that show, on, on show the, the video on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page so you guys can um, check it out as well. But definitely it is definitely, definitely a powerful, powerful message. So I definitely enjoyed that. Yes, well, thank you. Thank you so much just for the love and support you know, showing to I am so we definitely appreciate it. So definitely, definitely, definitely and look forward to look forward to more music coming from us. 
<laughs> so I'm I'm very awesome. excited about that. And just um just thinking back at the music video and just mm-hmm. the whole process it was to actually write out the poetry through the music. It you mm-hmm. know it wasn't as easy or okay well I, I would say easy it wasn't as hard as I thought you know because I I've right. never you know I've never done this before like I've always just written my poetry out as as I felt it. You know, I've never written poetry to, um, with an instrumental in the back or with music in the back until now. Right. So it was definitely different for me. But, um, again, I just thank Lamont Starr and Dad and Jessica just for having me along in this group and for believing in me and for the love and their support and having my back and encouraging me to keep using my poetry as, as a voice. You know, Absolutely, and I wanted to ask you, uh, what made you decide that? Because um, you know, you go and you speak and you host um poetry events. What made you want to get out here and actually perform in front of other people? Because oftentimes, you know, poets they they got their notebooks, they write in, and some some share them publicly, um, but some just you know they'll um kind of keep it to themselves. So they may go to an open mic every now and then. But what made you want to actually get out here and, and share? Um, your poetry with people? That's a very good question. The main thing, you know, the reason why I wanted to get out and to show my, and to express and show my poetry is because I I feel like my poetry is a gift. I feel like what mm-hmm. I write is literally a gift from God. So right. who am I to withhold that? You know, no matter what I go through, he always gives me a poem to write, even like, even while I'm sleeping, sometimes God will give me a poem, and I will have to wake up mm-hmm. out of my sleep to write it. So if right. I have to go through that, I know it's a gift, and so I just got to share it. And I'll say this, being a poet and being an artist, it's not easy, you know, because you're always mm-hmm. supporting other people. Like, you're always seeing other people getting out there and doing different things. And so yeah. it's so easy for yeah. me to support them. You know, but you know, but when it comes to a gift that you have inside of you, you really, you know, like the love and support, it starts with God and yourself first. Mm-hmm. And that's right. what I'm learning along this journey to to love and support myself first. You know, so definitely. <laughs> but I'm, I'm yeah, absolutely. And I and I think that um, oftentimes, you know, sometimes we feel. Uh, you know, we, we feel some type of way about, uh, you know, supporting, like you said, taking ourselves into consideration first and supporting um, what we do uh, because oftentimes, you know, we're so used to supporting other people, promoting them, doing what they need to do, uh, that oftentimes we forget about our own gifts. We forget about our own right. talents that we are, are capable of doing because we, we're going so hard for other people, we just kind of put our own dreams, our own ambitions on the back burner. You know, so to be able right. to have those moments where you are to focus on you, I don't think, you know, that's selfish at all. You know, I think that we all get to those moments where we just have to focus on ourselves, you know, and and there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, sitting on your gift, you know, it, does, it serves nobody no good, you know, because nobody right. knows that you have that gift. So to be able to get out there and share with people, you know, what's been laid and instilled upon your heart, you know, that, that is one of the great aspects of um, of sharing your gift and believing in what it is that you do. And so I wanted to ask you 
Um, mm-hmm. Out of the poet, out of the pieces that you have created, um, if any, what has been one of the most challenging pieces that you've had to, you know, write or either perform publicly? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Is I feel well. I, I wouldn't say every poem I write is difficult, you know, because you do have those yeah. poems that are just easy. It just comes out. But I would say the most hardest one for me to write is about my testimony. That one, and that one's called painfully infected. And that one, that one was hard for me because I was ashamed of myself and what I've done in my past. And mm. And so I didn't, I didn't want to share it because I didn't want people to yeah. look at me in a certain way. I didn't want people to judge me. I didn't want people to talk behind my back, you know, things like right. that. But, right. I mean, I just got to realize everybody has a past. And, Absolutely. You know, and so, you know, because I have this past, I'm, I'm just thankful for God that he's a forgiving God, and he's a God of many chances, not, not you know, second and third chance and fifth chance, but he's a God of many chances. So, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that, that really encouraged me to just share it anyway. <laughs> right, so, right. Which is, but, um, I mean, which, which I believe is, is definitely a great thing. And one of the things that I've learned, um, and, and we spoke earlier in the show about Alexis Michelle, and uh, if you guys don't know who um, Alexis Michelle is, I, I guarantee you, you need to get to know her. But I'm telling you guys, she's the real deal. So if you ain't ready for the real deal, yes. uh, she may not be your cup of tea. You may not be able to handle her because she gets she gets hot sometimes. And so, uh, but she, her, uh, and her husband um, have uh, the mate selection. Uh, but but she's also um, created a lot of plat- platforms and workshops when it comes to women empowerment. And one of the things that I've learned from her over the years is that oftentimes, you know, sharing your testimony, you will be surprised who you reach, you know. Yes. Um, and oftentimes we 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 feel that our past, you know, because we've been through so many hardships, we just like, man, you know, I, I don't want to share this aspect. But to be able yes. to get out there and actually let other people know what you've been through, you will be surprised how many people, you know, begin their healing process based off of your testimony. Because they know they're not alone, Absolutely. you know, yes. in, in what they've been through. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You better speak that. <laughs> so, I mean, what you, you know, and yeah. that's the thing is that we, we have those moments where we feel ashamed, you know, for the things that we've done in the past, and that's natural. But the thing about it is yeah. to be able to grow and, and maneuver and work your way um, up from that. And so I, I wanted to ask you, because we have a lot of uh, women and young women who listen to the show, so how for mm-hmm. you, how did Tiffany um, get through that where, you know, you were, um, you, you worked through your way of, of being, of feeling um, not ashamed mm-hmm. of your past, but knowing that, you know, you were able to grow and, and help others uh, from that? Right. Well, it definitely takes, let me tell you, <laughs> it takes God, <laughs> it takes time, and it takes forgiving yourself and others, right. you know, and it's a daily process. It's a daily process because it's still things that I deal with, and I have to forgive myself for it. I have to forgive others. I have to forgive myself, and I just got to keep moving. So, okay. you know, that's what I would say. I would say, you know, definitely pray about it. Give it to God. Um, let, you know, give, give it time, and then 
most importantly, forgive others and forgive yourself. That's a big thing. Um, and that, that's the reason why it took me so long for me to write this piece called Painfully Infected because, you know, like I have forgiven, you know, that person, but I didn't forgive myself. So, yeah. you know, and that's key. So I, I would love to share that and also have another piece related to that. So, Awesome, awesome, so yes, awesome. I, so yes, I would like to well, share. It's um, called. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, what I was gonna say is, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a short. I'm gonna take a short break. Uh, we got. We gotta uh, pay those bills over here on YRE. <laughs> so we're gonna take. We're just gonna take a short little break, and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna let you do those pieces. I know a lot of people, um, definitely who on the phone lines are listening, uh, love to hear your pieces, and I am enjoying them as well. But yes, we're gonna take a short break, you guys. But we're going to be back with more B. Renee right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And listen, if you want to uh, call in, maybe you got a question or comment, or you just want to listen, the number is 347-326-9139 is the number. All you have to do is press number one to join the party, and we'll bring you up on here so you have your opportunity to talk with her and all of that good stuff. So we'll be back right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, Take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers.
Yeah, welcome back, everyone. That track that you heard was entitled Sunshine Kid. That's by Genesis Blue. She hails out of Houston, Texas. You guys, she is a hip-hop MC. Uh, I'm telling you guys, she's doing dynamic things out there um, in Houston, Texas. So make sure you guys connect with her on Twitter. That's MC Genesis Blue. That's her uh, name on Twitter. Make sure you connect with her. Uh, She's a rapper, a motivational speaker. I'm telling you, she is a phenomenal, phenomenal woman. So definitely go and support her. And, of course, we are back, you guys. We are on with B. Renee, the poet, you guys. She's on, and we have been talking about her poet journey, her life journey. Um, So we hope that you guys are enjoying the short show this far. And if you're out there, as I said, feel free to call in or show us some love if you would like. 347-326-9139 is the number. All you have to do is press the number one to get back on the line. And, of course, uh, B. Renee, before we went to the break, um, you had a piece that you wanted to share with us. So uh, tell us the title of the piece, and we're going to let you do your thing. Okay. So this is my testimony, and it's called Painfully Infected. It entered me quiet but forcefully, busting down the door of my house, it proved to be a violent intruder with red burning shadow frames. It was aggressive. As it looked left than right, it finally decided to blaze slowly down my hallway, pushing past my walls of trust and safety, crumbling my innocence as its presence became more damaging. The air quickly filled with poisonous toxins and colored the floor of my comfort with sticky black residue looking like graffiti, permanently stained. I was now uncomfortable and no longer pure as I swung in the shame of my nakedness. It was too late. It was too late as the heat of my destruction rolled in the entire house and I could feel my insides burning with disgust and guilt. It was here that I knew he wanted to destroy me. He wanted to destroy me with his lustful intent and sweet talk charm. He had swindled me out of my black lace, down to my bare beauty. And this is how it entered me. And I don't blame him. I blame me. It was my fault for letting down my guard of security and his fault for being careless. His intent was to infect every innocent face he came in contact with. And I just so happened to be one of his unfortunate candidates. But this was not the end of me, like he had hope. Only the beginning of awareness, self-love, confidence, and prevention that this is how it entered me. Quiet, but forcefully. Don't let this be you. Be safe. Get tested. Wow. Wow, wow. Definitely a a very deep um, and very, very um, transparent piece. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. A bit. Um, how how did how did that piece um, come about and get created? So again, it just took me years to write that piece because I mm-hmm. was so ashamed. And that piece basically came from before I got married and everything like that. Um, I was dealing with one of my exes, and mm-hmm. you know we had intercourse. And I didn't know that he had an STD at the time. Mm-hmm. So, and I found out later that he had it. You know, I went to the health clinic. I got cured, quote, unquote, cured. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Um, 
and I didn't realize the damage it did years later when I got married and we were stationed in Germany and I was trying to conceive. And I found out mm. later that the STD, he gave me actually two STDs. And wow. it was so aggressive that it permanently damaged my fallopian tube. Mm. So now it's hard for me to conceive. And, you know, wow. when I, and so I had to get, I had to get about three surgeries to quote unquote fix it. So, you know, okay. after after the three surgeries that I had to quote unquote fix it, <laughs> um, God 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 did answer my prayers and I did get pregnant twice. So I lost both of my children twice. So mm. you know, and so I, I lost two babies that ended up in an epoptic pregnancy. And my last epoptic pregnancy that I had was last year. And that one almost killed me because I was bleeding internally. Um, wow. And I was bleeding internally to the part, to the point where um, I would have needed a blood transfusion if I had not went to the hospital and got checked out when I did. So wow. I'm very thankful, and I praise God every day just for my life and everything that he has given me. It may, it may be hard sometimes walking this life, but I'm thankful just breathing and being here, you know. So. Right, right. Absolutely. And um, because that, that's one of the subjects that we definitely have covered on the show, um, dating and um, STDs and, and so forth. And so what what would be your advice? Because the thing about it, um, Tiffany, is that especially as young women, uh, sometimes and and yeah and boys it you know young guys do the same thing too we 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 get caught up you know we get caught up in the moment uh, when it comes to relationships and even though some of us have been taught you know uh, from sex ed in school on uh, you know protect yourself protect yourself protect yourself it's not always the case. You know, uh, we, we right. have those moments where we decide, you know, uh, we're not going to do that. So what, what is Tiffany's advice? If you could talk to the young women out here and older women because, you know, unfortunately we have a lot of older women who go through the same thing, you know, and, and they have to deal right. with that as well. So what what's Tiffany's advice to the women out here um, in relationships who, um, and I don't know if you and your ex had that dialogue, but having that dialogue on, you know, getting tested, um, finding out, you know, the, the sexual history of your mate. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. I would say this. <laughs> I know you ladies are not going to agree with me, and it's so hard to do, and I failed myself, trust me. I failed many times in the past. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm going to say the best thing to do is to be celibate or to abstain from having sex. You know, if you if you are going to engage in intercourse, definitely go get tested first. I would say that. Mm-hmm. Go, go get tested together first and make sure that both of you are okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, def- right. definitely do that first. But my my thing would be to just be celibate or to not mm-hmm. even do it because just with sex, even you know, even with you being in a committed relationship, absolutely, it can, it can really clog your mind. You know, right. it can really clog your mind, like especially if you don't really know that person that well. 
and you're having sex with them, but you don't really know them, it's like sex kind of clouds your judgment <laughs> as to yeah. who they really are. So I would say if you can, definitely be celibate, definitely not do anything. But if you must, I would say go go get tested first before you do anything to make sure you go for okay. Um, make sure you know their past history. Make sure they, they know yours. And just, just mm-hmm. be open and honest. Like, there's too many things out here for, for us not to be honest with each other, especially being intimate, you know. So there's too many things out here that can really mess up your life. So be smart Absolutely. and all of that good jazz. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, which is true because a lot of us, you know, we get caught up, um, especially nowadays, uh, the physical appearance with people, you know. And so mm-hmm. um, if they got the right attributes, sometimes we, we just sit our brain on the shelf, you know, for a little right. while. And we and we don't think about uh, things that really matter the most, you know. You might meet a fella who is looking good and smelling good, but he, he in fact may have something that you can't get rid of, um, and that's the reality. Mm-hmm. Same thing for women, and so we have to, you know, be transparent with one another and have those those type of dialogues. Um, I always say, hey, my life is too precious uh, not to know somebody's status. So, you know, we we have to get out there and we have to discover, you know, what's going on um, with our mates. Um, hopefully, potentially even before, you know. You made the decision right. to have sex and so forth. So uh, I'm definitely glad you were able to share that um, with the listeners as well. And I wanted to ask you um, because I wanted to mm-hmm. talk about uh, the recent events that have happened um, when we touched on that a little while ago um, in the news and we've seen um, numerous killings take place um, with, you know, police officers and, and a lot of our black mm-hmm. males and you have, mm-hmm. you know, just, the, the regular crime, everyday crime that is taking place and so forth. And so how, as a poet, um, do you believe that um, poets have a responsibility as well, besides the people that we see um, out here um, that may be marching or protesting? Do you believe that poets um, have a responsibility to um, get out here and and express the, and share their thoughts and 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 give people um, the words of encouragement that they need, especially during some of these difficult moments that we're experiencing. Definitely, I definitely think as poets, as artists, we have a responsibility to not only encourage ourselves and to speak up, but to encourage others in this because it not only affects mm-hmm. us as poets, but it affects our family members our family members. It affects our children. It affects the right. next generation. So definitely have a voice. But I would say if you are gonna speak up about it, definitely do your research. Definitely know what you're talking about. And then go ahead and have a voice. Speak about it. I know that I wrote a piece on it. It was a very short piece. And um like, I don't even know what, what day I wrote it, but I remember mm-hmm. getting ready to leave my house to go somewhere, and it just hit me. And I just had to write it. I had to write it. I had to share it. So, yes, like, I had to write it. I had to share it, and it was really deep. So I'm going to see if I can find it, because it's fresh ink. 
it's fresh ink. It's fresh ink. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to see if I can find it. If not, I'm going to come back to it. Okay. Yeah, I I definitely um, would. Yeah, what we'll do is um, I'll take a uh, short break and I'll uh, give you some time to see if you can uh, retrieve it. And uh, we're going to come back, you guys, with more uh, B. Renee right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And as always, I want to encourage you guys to download or check out our app. That's the YRN 1328. Uh, available on iPhone and Android, and you can listen not only to the beautiful Butterfly Show, but to the, all of the awesome other hosts and platforms that we offer over here. And you can also listen to music nonstop as well, so definitely go check it out. It's YRN 1328. So, you guys, we're going to be right back. We're going to play this next track. Uh, this is by um, a good family poet uh, um, over here. By the, she goes by the name of Floetic Flo Malone. You guys, she was on about two months ago. Uh, this is from her album, Poetic Tears. This one is called Ghetto Uniform. White tees, blue jeans, pants hanging down to your knees. Ghetto uniforms. Let me ask you a question. What team do you play for? Playing the position of defense all because of the offenses that were done against you. But you see, your willingness to conform to an outfit that signifies a behavior that doesn't belong to you classifies your need to take part in an assembly whose sole purpose by this society has been classified as weak simply because the outfit is not unique. White tees, blue jeans, pants hanging down to your knees. This look gives your teammates a bad name. Stereotypical fashion that is seen on TV. All that's missing is your jersey number, a.k.a. your digits. And seven or more may explain the crucial piece in life that you as a team member have been missing. Because statistics say that one in every three black men will be sent to the state. 59% of brothers will be charged with a drug case. And 29% of black men will be convicted of rape. Let's not even talk about the brothers that go falsely accused. All because of the outfit they subconsciously choose. Y'all might as well put on your county blues. Young men, do me a favor. Please stop being fools. It's hard enough out here in these streets just being you. The complexion of your skin makes it hard for you to win. And if you lose, so do we. Because there are already too many brown babies being born and not and not enough whole unit families. And I, I as a mother, I write this piece as a play because you and your life, believe it or not, it matters to me. And ghetto uniforms, they're way too recognizable out here in these streets. Especially when the gang rocks to say that every young black man just joined the team. White tees, blue jeans, pants hanging down to your knees. Ghetto uniform. Take them off. Please. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. We are joined this evening in the Poetic Lounge with uh, our poet herself, B. Renee, you guys. And if you're out there, as I always say, if you've got a question or comment, you want to call in and show us some love, do that. It's the number 347-326-9139, and uh, we would definitely love to hear from you. And so, um, B. Renee, we got a caller on the line here, uh, which we got several. Uh, this one in particular got their hand up, so we're going to go to area code 910. 
Uh, last this is five four two zero. State your name and where you're calling from. Call us from nine one zero. Last digits five four two zero. State your name and where you're calling from. Hello. Yes, you're on the beautiful yes, butterfly hello. show with B. Renee. You got a question or a comment? Oh, what's up, sis? This is uh, PJ. Just checking in, listening, vibing. Hey, TJ, what's going on? He's pushing in the house. It's all good. Always, always checking you out, hearing another uh, piece of uh, your testimony, like it goes in depth every time I hear you share it. So it's always a good thing. God bless you, sister. Thank you. Thank you so much. And God bless you, too. I appreciate you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's up with this fresh ink you're about to share? (laughs) Okay, I, I got you. All right, I'm listening now. Okay, okay, wait, wait, what's up? <laughs> okay, okay. Their guns are our courtrooms. They immediately charge us with being guilty by clicking the trigger instead of calling us. Our case is dismissed, our race unheard. But I thought we mattered. Where's the hope? Where's the justice? We're more than blessed, but they always stress on our brown skin. How can we fight this hatred and sin? Where's the hope? Where's the justice? How do we win in the end? Thank you. Awesome, 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 awesome. And so uh, for you, with that piece, Tell us a little bit about that and the feeling and the emotion uh, behind that piece. It was short but sweet, but tell us mm-hmm. the, the feelings uh, behind it. Okay. Well, yeah, I um, I basically wrote that when I was getting ready to leave my house. So it hit me It hit me quick, so I had to hurry up and write it, you know, just like mm-hmm. you said, short but sweet. So, and basically I was just feeling outraged and sad mm-hmm. as a mother you know, I do have a 10-year-old black son that I'm raising in a godly way. So it just, it really troubled me, and it really made me angry, and that's why I wrote it. And I was basically saying that, you know, um, like the young gentleman that was shot in his car while his wife and his 4-year-old daughter was sitting back there, that's, no, that is not okay. And that's why I wrote that piece, because it was basically saying that he was complying. He, he he was complying, and they shot him, and they killed him. For what? For what? <laughs> you know? And, mm-hmm. I, and I wrote that piece to say that, you know, I, I, I saw it as them shooting him. I, I saw it as they saw him as being guilty of something that he didn't even do, of, of being guilty of nothing because of the color of his skin. They chose to shoot him. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I wrote that piece. And um, and I just hope everybody continues to pray. I hope everybody just continues to um, just understand that these are, these are the last days that we are living in. So we we just got to keep each other prayer, prayed up and uplifted and encouraged, and especially the youth. Like right after I wrote that piece, I actually had a discussion with my, with, with my 10-year-old son. And mm-hmm. he was basically in tears. He said, Mother, 
um, I don't understand why these cops are killing us. He said us. Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. he said, Mom, um, I don't understand why these cops are killing these black boys. Why are they killing these black yeah. men? He was like, Mommy, yeah. I don't want to get shot. I don't want to die. He was like, Mommy, I don't want you to get shot. I don't want you to die. And it's, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. You know, because mm-hmm. me growing up, when I was his age, I wasn't concerned about getting shot. Like, right. I wasn't right. concerned about the police not protecting me. I wasn't concerned about that. I was being a kid. I was playing with Barbies. I was playing double dutch. You know, I was I was being a kid. But in right. this in this generation, the youth they, they can't even be kids. They can't even enjoy just being young and not having a carefree in the world. You know, youth it goes by so so quickly, you know, like before you know it, you you you'll be sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. And you'll be out on your yeah. on on your own, you know. So, right. Um, it definitely Absolutely. has me emotional. It definitely has it definitely has me outraged. It definitely has me sad. But I put my trust in God. I pray each and every day. I cover my son before he goes anywhere. I cover him. I cover him. I cover him. And that's the key thing. We gotta stay prayed up. We gotta cover our kids. We gotta cover ourselves. But you know, we definitely gotta stay prayed up and cover our youth. Absolutely, absolutely agree with that. And we have another caller from the seven seven zero. I think I know this number. The last digit six six eight three. State your name and where you're calling from. Hello, ladies. This is Alexis Michelle. How are you? I knew, I knew, I knew that number. How are you? I am well. I just wanted to just let you all know that I was here and I was listening. I was intentional. I set myself two reminders. <laughs> so that I will be on and be focused. <laughs> so I was like, I'm doing two because I did not want to miss this, and um, and so I'm definitely enjoying the conversation and the poetry that's taking place and the heartfelt passion um, about just certain things that are going on in our world today. So I just wanted to chime in and let y'all know I was here. Thank you so much for tuning in and for calling and for making that intentional effort just to hear me. I really mm-hmm. appreciate you. God bless you, and I hope that we can link up again. You're welcome. You're welcome. Absolutely. Alexis already know we 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 go back. We go we go back sometimes. So that's my that's my I call her my uh, co-executive producer of the Beautiful Butterfly Show, y'all. So y'all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we definitely appreciate you calling in and listening and establishing this connection with us. We definitely appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, um, B. Renee, I wanted to ask you, um, at the end of the day, well, um, you know, through your poetry um, and, and being in various places and, spo- and doing spoken word, uh, what is your ultimate goal uh, when it comes to um, poetry, uh, writing, you know, writing poems and spreading your encouragement um, to others? What, what, what is um, Tiffany's ultimate goal uh, through poetry? My ultimate goal is to always put God first in everything that I do. Definitely mm-hmm. put God first in everything that I do. And my second goal is to, you know, tap into the person that, um, I would say tap into the purpose that he has given me. Um, definitely mm-hmm. tap into that and definitely use that. And 
just use my gift and use my voice and just use it to my best ability. Um, and that's all I can do is just, you know, um, set some time out where I'm by myself, where I'm praying and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and then just allow myself to hear what he's saying for me to to share with others. So, Absolutely. yeah. That's where it is. Absolutely. And so who are some of your uh who are some of your favorite poets? Who who does who does Tiffany uh get encouraged and, and motivated by? Who are some of your favorite poets? Oh goodness, that is a loaded question. And if I leave anybody <laughs> out, they're not gonna be my friend no more. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I would say definitely his push team. And um, and who they are, they are a, a Christian poetry group that go out, they spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to encourage okay. other people just in their poetry, and they use mm-hmm. it as ministry. And those are the first people that I really look up to. So everybody in that group that I'm a part of, I definitely look up to them because that that takes guts <laughs> to do that. Yeah. That takes guts, that takes... Absolutely. Um, time, you know, it takes guts, it takes time, and it takes like um, a lifestyle. You know, you got to live this thing out too. And so, and Absolutely. I and I can definitely tell a difference with this group because they're they're living it out. They're they're living it. They're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. definitely them. And then also in Federal North Carolina, just the other poets out there that's at the coffee scene, that's at the Sweet Palette. Is at the Marquis Market, you know, those poets that are slamming, you know, um, just, I'm, I'm just proud of everybody. And I just look up to everybody that has a voice that's not afraid to, to share it, that's talking about something meaningful, you know, that, that can bless somebody else, that can maybe save somebody's life, that can maybe touch somebody's heart, or maybe can change somebody's life. Those, those are the poets that I look up to. So, yeah, that, that basically comes with everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, we played. got a, well, another played. caller. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we have a, another caller on the line here. Area code 347, last digit 5446. Say your name and where you're calling from. This is Rome from Connecticut. Hi, Rome. How are you? I'm good. I'm just tuning in, so I didn't get to, to hear much, and I just see you guys in the poetry. I wasn't sure if it was open mic or anything. Oh, okay. Oh, no, awesome. tonight we're um, featuring um, our special guest, um, B. Renee. Um, did you have a piece that you wanted to share? Yeah, I did, but if it's not the, the venue, it's all right, you know. Um, that's. I mean, that's up to our special guest. What do you think, uh, B. Renee? Oh, well, hi there. <laughs> nice to meet you. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> um, I, I would like to know, what is your piece about before you share it? What is what is it about, you say? Uh-huh. Uh, it's, well, I, I'm like an emotional writer, so I always write uh, from a matter of perspective and observation. And it's kind of... It's a metaphorical piece, so I, I lived in I lived in a certain area, so it's like kind of like a descriptive piece on the area I lived in, and uh, kind of like a, well, it has this 
negative and it has its positive, I guess you could say. I don't really know how to explain it. Okay. Uh, well, okay. okay well, um, um, if towards mm-hmm. the uh, end of the show, if we have more time, I, uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, okay. open. Uh, see if we have some time for open mic, and we'll let that happen. Okay. Yeah, sure, definitely, and I'll, I'll definitely sit on the couch and listen in. Uh, I like the All discussion right. so far, and uh, <laughs> All right. Thank the you. special guest read a piece. That would that would be awesome too. Okay, awesome, awesome. Right. awesome. Thank you. Absolutely, and uh, of course, um, for the folks out here, and and be uh, be Renee. I also want to tell the folks out here you also um, a part of a, a radio station in Fayetteville. Is that correct? Yes, a big shout out goes to Fayetteville State University, Bronco Pride, okay, out of the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a radio station that's on the campus, Bronco I Radio. I'm on there as an intern every Mondays and Fridays from 12 to 2. So if you guys would like to hear more of me and other poets that come on the show as well, you can definitely check it out online, like I just said, at broncoiradio.com. You can also download the TuneIn app on your phone, and you can dial the number 712-432-5877, and you can you can dial the number and you can listen in and all that stuff too. So definitely check us out. Um, again, I'm on there Mondays and Fridays uh, from 12 to 2 p.m. Awesome, 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 awesome. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, I... I uh, wanted to ask you, um, of course, what are some future projects that uh, you plan to um, have in the works or get going? Man, it's a lot. My plate is full. A <laughs> <laughs> um, full plate is good. It keeps you busy and, and focused. Yes. <laughs> yes. I find it interesting now that my whole focus is now is on women empowerment. So that's what I'm really doing now is just doing different events and in Georgia, here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and maybe even other places in the future. So I'm doing that. Um, I would like to share more of my poetry out there in Fayetteville, other places as well, uh, travel some more places with his push team. And then, of course, for I Am Soul, you know, like I mentioned before, we're, we're going to come out with an album. We're going to have some more songs, things like that. So I'm really excited about that. I'm trying to make sure I'm not leaving anything out. Oh, and then also mm-hmm. I would like to finish this book. I've been working on a book forever, so I would like to actually finish that when I have some time. So and um, I'm sure that I will. But, yeah, those things. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, uh, of course, uh, we definitely would love to um, hear some more from you. So you got another piece for us? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. What would you like to hear? Like what kind of um... (laughs) (laughs) – Hey, whatever you choose, uh, we can can rock with it over here. (laughs) Okay. Goodness. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one to share because there's so many that I could share. Uh, I guess I'll share this new piece called Colored Dust. Okay. Okay. So this is called Colored Dust. It all started with dust. 
as the great almighty grabs a fistful of colored leaves, he was creative in his thoughts to be original, electric, and free. His original plan was for my colors to be beautifully and wonderfully made until all that changed. By not a colored hand, but by the Europeans, second-guessing myself, my identity, I was chained, limited, and enslaved to be ashamed of my color. And it's not my fault that I was born covered in black, glistening gold for the world to see. Walking kings and queens without kingdoms, buried treasure forever being hid, knowledge and education not listed in my inheritance and my just colored dust. Thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so tell us a little bit about that covered dust. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. My son, my son walked in the room while I was performing this piece, and he just started snapping behind me. I heard the snaps. <laughs> I thought you had, like, an automatic snap machine. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was my 10-year-old son, Elijah. So I just thank you for his love and support. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. But, yeah, this piece, actually, I was just thinking about just black history. I was just thinking about who am I, you know? Yeah. Who who am I really? And so that's, that's where that came from, you know, because, you know, it does say in the Bible we all were treated, you know, as dust or, you know, like, or how, how, how I say it on Bronco I Radio, Hold on, I'm trying to remember how I said it to them because I really love the quote. But I said, um, I said, we are like, oh, goodness. I said, we are like dirt, rats, and breath. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Um, very, very interesting. Yeah, and they, they, they loved it on the show, so. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Definitely love it. And uh, what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to take um, one more commercial break. We're going to come back, and uh, we're going to have uh, B. Renee pick out two more pieces um, to share with you guys, and uh, then um, we are going to wrap things up over here. So we'll be back right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show, Poetic Lounge, you guys. Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. Vivian comes from anything but a happy home. She is sheltered, young, and beautiful with a life that is filled with drama and pain, trusting no one. Vivian makes a habit of covering up her bruises and pretending that all is well. DeMarco is a young police officer who thinks he is living the perfect married life. The unforgiving streets of Queens, New York are about to show him that he couldn't be more wrong. His wife's dirty secrets are exposed and DeMarco is left to decide if he still wants his marriage. Intimidated by Love by Melody S. Available now at all online book retailers. Official sign with Universal Miss Renetta Mays with You Got Me Open live from Flame Studios 
Vibration Radio, Taylor Kennedy Media, and of course, YourRadioNetwork.com. Buy that. Cop that. Hell, I don't care if you burn me, but just support that. Miss Renetta Mays, you got me open. Waiting in the clinic, silence. That shh. Don't tell nobody what we did, silence. And I'm so tired of being your hamper that I'm about to dump out those weak old ketchup-stained secrets and do laundry in that silence. You like keeping it quiet. But my vagina is not your walk-in closet. You want to stuff your unmentionables through me. Want a place to hang up your insecurities. Want me to keep shake of your hand-me-downs and Prada. Women for every occasion that put me back behind closed doors in the darkness. Nobody knows you hold my hand. Nobody knows I call you baby. And nobody knows you write anonymous poems about me, the type you can't post on Facebook. Because regardless of what you may think I'm worth or what you may think I deserve, I will never be that girl. The girl's only allowed to make you funny, but know that it was still about me. Know that in your heart and in your mind, you're still wrapped up in me. My tears like you own them. My heart strings you got them tied around your pencils and fingers. Yeah, you may say it's over, and you may never admit that you love me, but you don't have to, because the silence speaks volumes. You want to hold me in your arms, rock me to sleep, then act like you don't know me. As if the moments we spend together are some kind of down payment. As if my bedroom were layaway. And that's all you ever do is layaway. Curl up beside me but in the morning, pull up the hoodie, and run the other way. I'm like that bastard child. The reason why daddy never stuck around in the first place. But for me, rejection doesn't come every other weekend. It comes when you lower your head and pass by without speaking. And I remember there was a time when you could barely take your eyes off me. I just don't understand why it's not okay for you to love me. I guess you just want me to be that girl. The girl who everyone wants to sleep with, but no one wants to be with. That girl, only good enough for finding a suitable replacement. And I tried to make up for the mistakes, but you convinced yourself that she means everything, and you want nothing to do with me. But come on, baby, she looks just like me. Read the signs, or at least if not the facial. And you can never make copies without first consulting the blueprint. You know what they say. You know what they say, the sequel's never better than the original. And she tries to write you stories, but you know they're only half as good. So have squinting, you only hold her half as tight as you should. Because your other half is tangled within my bed sheets. And your other half is complete within my mind, soul, and body. And your other half is French tonguing me Monday through Friday. I'm not fighting for joint custody. I'm fighting for respect. Because I'll never be content with being your backdoor hoe. You're something on the side. You're something to do during those lonely nights. You're closet freak. You will never reduce me to a skank and a whore. And though I love you, I'd rather spend every night crying alone. 
And welcome back, everyone, to the beautiful Butterfly Show. That piece was entitled That Girl by Alicia. Um, you guys, uh, she was also, um, if you guys remember, uh, Russell Simmons' Death Poetry Jam, she uh, premiered on there as well. So you guys can check her out on Twitter as well. And so, you guys, this evening we have the pleasure to have B. Renee up in the Poetic Lounge this evening, you guys. And I have definitely uh, loved having her here, loved hearing her energy, her journey, her story, um, and her passion uh, doing that which she desires. So, uh, B. Renee, you got another piece for us? Yes, I do. So this piece is called Pace, and I shared it when I met Alexis Michelle at the Women's Empowerment in Georgia. Um, okay. The host was Kidja Speaks. So uh, a big shout-out to the host, Kidja Speaks. I've known her for years, and I see her just evolving and just growing and really tapping into her purpose. I'm just proud of her as well. So shouts out to her. And, um, again, this piece is called Pace. She She wiped the doubt out of her eyes and stood tall. Inhaling confidence and exhaling strength, she quietly took a deep breath of reassurance that she had this. In her mind, no one could stop her or even come close to her momentum. She got in position, placed hands on cold concrete. She relaxed her legs and said a prayer. She was ready. She was set. And now she just had to go. Starting off strong, she tuned in to the sound of her own rhythm. Gently breathing in and out, she paced herself. Focusing on the end of mind, she kept her head high. She narrowed her eyes, eliminated any noise outside, any distractions. She was focused and humble. Moving around East Curve with grace, she saw the hurdle from a distance and anticipated her leap. Yes, one down, two to go. She continued continued on, still keeping her pace. She strived to be better. She strived to win. Again, another hurdle ahead. She leaped over that one, too. Last but not least was the last hurdle, and her legs were getting tired. The other runners were starting to catch up. Turn around, she whispered to herself. See how far they are. No, because that's how you lose ground. Keep running. She stretched her legs a little further. She leaped over the last hurdle. Now the crowd was cheering her on. She got closer, she got closer, and she finally won. Woo! At the end of the race, an interviewer asked her, I saw you were getting tired the last lap. What made you keep going? Her response was, because I'm a winner. And this is for each woman that will tell this story and hear this story, that they are winners too. This woman who ran this race, race in life and won, is you. Thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Definitely love that piece. So what made you um, want to share that particular piece um, at the uh, women's conference that you attended? Oh, that is a good question, and I, I, I totally forgot my answer to that. <laughs> to be honest, um, I think it was based on the theme for the women's empowerment. I think the the theme was, oh goodness, oh goodness, I can't even remember. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> um, I can't even remember what the theme was, but basically, 
I was just writing towards things, and I was just trying to write something that can be encouraging to not only myself, but the other women listening as well. So. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I think, um, you know, it is great to um, have um, pieces to motivate um, ourselves, especially as women. Um, And I know the the men might get on me about this, but um, as women, uh, we do a lot. We do a lot day to day. I'm not saying that men don't, but I'm particularly talking about women right now. But, you know, women do a lot uh, Mm -hmm. on the day and and do a lot in multitasking. And and sometimes, um, you know, we don't always uh, get the uh, appreciation or the acknowledgement that we would like. Um, And so to, uh, you know, be able to speak um, about the power that we withhold in ourselves um, is always a great attribute. And so um, I wanted to ask you, though, um, before uh, we get ready to get out of here, to share your thoughts um, to those upcoming poets. You know, we, we have some poets who maybe they haven't stepped out there and, and decided that they want to share their pieces um, with the world. What would be your advice um, to the upcoming poets um, about sharing their talents and, and sharing their gifts uh, with others? I would say to the upcoming poets that definitely consider this a gift. That is not just about you, but it's what God has placed in you that you need to share with others. So definitely consider it a gift and seek God first. Let let him guide you and, you know, like in what you say and how you want to share it and where to share it, who to share it with, those things like that. Um, and then I would say that, you know, even if you get discouraged as to as to the point where like you're writing and you feel like, you know, that your poetry is whack or you feel like it's lame and you feel like no nobody is gonna listen, don't listen to those right. thoughts. Those those thoughts are just negativity, those thoughts are there to distract you. Um, because I I truly believe as a poet, as an artist, that anything you have on your, your heart and mind to share, there's somebody out there waiting for you to speak it. There's somebody out there waiting to hear whatever you have to say. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have That's to okay. be a big, a big crowd. It can just be one person for you to reach. But as long mm-hmm. as you reach that one person, you have done your job. You know, so I would say to keep going, um, I would say that, being being a poet, being an artist, you're your biggest critic. It always starts with you. Like you got you gotta start with like I said before, the the love and support, it comes from God and yourself first. You can't go out here looking for other people to validate you. And I've I've learned that personally myself. You know Absolutely. as a personal testimony added to the other testimonies that I have, you know, just looking for others to validate me. It's too you know, mm-hmm. time time is short. We don't have time. For to look for other people to validate us. The mm-hmm. only one person that should validate you is God. So just just keep those things in mind as I'm talking, and let it be a piece in your heart that this is a gift, and somebody needs to hear what I gotta say. Absolutely. And just Absolutely. keep at it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And, and it's great that what you said about validation because some of us, you know, we, we seek that. We seek that for years and years and years, mm-hmm. validation from other people on, okay, is what I'm, what, what, if what I'm doing is right or what if I'm doing it is wrong or I want to be perfect in certain individuals' eyes. And I'm going to tell you, that can get mm-hmm. tiresome. Um, it can drain yeah. you. It can, it can suck the life out of you trying to live up to other people's expectations of who you are supposed mm-hmm. to be. So it takes those mm-hmm. moments of discovering who you are supposed to be. And, of course, we're going to go through ups and downs and challenges and do some things that we may not be proud of. But, you know, in the end, we'll find out who we are supposed to be and realize uh, what our worth is um, and, and mm-hmm. who um, that worth comes from. So, I definitely agree um, with what you're saying, and so I am definitely so pleased that you were able to join us tonight. This has been an awesome, awesome segment for the Poets Lounge. I definitely loved having you uh, over here on the show, Um, and I definitely hope that you'll definitely come back again and and visit with me um, and the listeners over here. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so before you get ready to get out of here, tell the folks um how they can connect with you um as far as social media and all of that good stuff. Okay. So basically how you can meet me, you can meet me two places, but it's all in one. It's mainly on Facebook. You can you can go to my poetry page, B Renee, that's capital B, that capital R E N E E. You can go there, or you can reach me on my personal page as well, Tiffany Upchurch Rivera. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so, of course, uh, we definitely, once again, thank you and thank uh, to Alexis Michelle as well for uh, putting this connection together. Uh, definitely appreciative to her and to all the calls. We have a lot of calls on the line um, that have just been listening uh, this entire time. And so we appreciate your support and dedication. We know that a lot of people, you know, are getting off of work or traveling and so forth. And so we're thankful that you took the time to just tune in and, or call in and show love. Um, we definitely appreciate appreciative uh, to you guys as well. And so, uh, Tiffany, we definitely appreciate you, and I hope you have a great uh, rest of your week and weekend, and I'll definitely be talking with you again soon. Yes, thank you so much for having me on your show again. This will not be the last time you hear from me. I will definitely come on your show again. I'm looking forward to it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to those people as well that called in that did not get a chance to show love, did not get a chance to um, speak with me directly. Thank you to each and every one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love each and every one of you, and God bless you all. Thank you. Absolutely. You're welcome. All right, you guys, that was Tiffany Upchurch Rivera, uh, a.k.a. B. Renee, the poet. Uh, make sure you go and support her and the I Am Soul uh, group and movement um, doing phenomenal things. And like I said, I will be posting um, the group's video um, on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page as well so you guys can access that and so forth. So we're definitely appreciative to everyone who has tuned in. Once again, I ask that you go and check it out. At, that's YRN1328 available on iPhone and Android. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to go out of here. And uh, we got a, a piece entitled The Darkness. 
uh, by a good poet, a friend of mine, Eric Moore. You guys, you can check him out on Facebook as well. Um, and on, uh, oh, my goodness, Amazon and Reverb Nation. Uh, he has a couple um, tracks on there as well. So we're going to head on out of here with The Darkness by Eric Moore once again. Thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for tuning in to B-Fly's Poetic Lounge. After dark, 
that means I failed at the one thing that I set out to do my entire life. And that is to please you in the darkness forever, every night. Baby, take my hand, take a walk in the fall, make it look in the fall, make it look in the fall. Radio Network.